talking to myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good morning, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Thursday morning, I'm joined by Malcolm and Gibbo. How are you, lads? I'm good, right. I'm good. Yeah, excellent, Steve, thank you. Good stuff, and uh, we're uh, opening uh, today with the news that uh, Wembley tickets uh, announcement has been made. I've just been sent this. Uh, period one, season ticket holders with 25-plus loyalty points and have attended at least one Carabao Cup match during the 22-23 campaign. Tickets on sale from Monday the 6th of February at 10am. Uh, the ticket sales period for that closes uh, 7th of February at 8 o'clock. Period 2, see season ticket holders that have attended four home and at least one of the away Carabao Cup matches during the 22-23 campaign. And tickets are on sale from Tuesday the 7th of February at 10am. And ticket sales period closes Wednesday, the 8th of February at 8 a.m. for that. Period three, yes, there's more. Season ticket holders that have attended three or four home Carabao Cup matches during the 2022-23 campaign. Tickets on sale from 8th of February at 10 a.m. And that closes at 9th of February at 8 a.m. And period four, season ticket holders that have attended one or two home Carabao Cup matches during the 22-23 campaign. And the ballot opens Thursday the 9th of February at 10am and the ballot closes uh, Friday the 10th of February at 8am. Successful applicants notified by 5pm on Valentine's Day and uh, period five season ticket holders that have not attended a Carabao Cup match during the 22-23 campaign. Ballot opens for them on Friday the 10th of February at 10am and ballot closes Saturday the 11th of February at 8 a.m. Successful applications notified by 5 p.m. on a Tuesday, the 14th of February. So that has come, um, you know, from, from the, the support as trust by the sound of it, um, all very in-depth. And, uh, you know, there is more after that as well, obviously, with regards to period six, which is members that have attended, attended members then that have attended at least one home Carabao Cup match. Um, and then period seven will be supporters with a previous purchase history that have attended at least one home Carabao Cup match during the 22-23 campaign. So all of that um, is quite in-depth, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether that is, you know, whether that is something that is is going to be, you know, laid out uh, into the general public domain, but that seems to have come from, from somebody who was involved with uh, the supporters' trust. So, yeah, look, it's not not going to be easy. Um, it's not going to be easy to decide where tickets go. And if that is genuine and that is the the, the real announcement, uh, which which is forthcoming, then some people will be happy, other people won't be so happy. But we'll we'll wait and see what happens with that. John, go on, Malcolm. I was going to say, what numbers of tickets are, are, is the club getting? We don't know. I mean, our allocation is expected to be in the region of thirty-two thousand, I believe. That's right. That's that's what I've heard. In that, so you know, and, and that's equal with Man United, I presume. 
well, we presume so. I don't know if it's on. I don't know if it's on percentage. Of, you know, they get no. seventy thousand. I don't know. But I was. But I was. The cup is different. Yeah, and I've. I've we also we been... would get thirty-two thousand. Which, right. considering we sell out fifty thousand every week, mm-hmm. you know that how tough mm-hmm. it's going to be. Yeah. A Manchester United fan has posted something very similar today. Um, not not obviously the same as what I've just read out, but they have they have said on theirs that they are getting thirty-two thousand tickets. This looks like it's an yeah yeah it's an official letter from Manchester United to all season ticket holders saying that um, tickets will be priced at forty pound fifty six seventy two ninety and a hundred with a fifty percent discount for under sixteens and over sixty fives and a twenty five percent discount for young adults seventeen to twenty one um, and applications will be accepted from full season ticket holders who have purchased a ticket for all home cup games this season so essentially um, it looks as if we're probably going to get the same. Um, as, you know, yeah, I, I thought the numbers might be higher. Um, what 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 you've read out there, Steve? Thirty-two percent, and that's just over a third of the total. Yeah, Malcolm, on all cup finals, it's a disgrace in lots of ways. On all yeah. cup finals, so many tickets are held over for neutrals, for corporate, for yeah, they've know, got to go which, to other clubs and what yeah, have you. It's yeah. you know what seems allocation. The whole occasion belongs to Newcastle United and Manchester United. Yes, there's yeah. other people as well. But I would have thought the two clubs playing in any final deserve better uh, better than that, especially when it's two of the best supporter clubs in the land, which is what it is this time. Um, yeah. But, but there we are. There we are. It is what it is. I'd rather have this problem than be sitting like Southampton or Nottingham Forest and uh, biting on the ed- end of the bedpost. So uh, <laughs> it, at least we're worried about getting there, etc., etc. But we are there, and yeah. that is absolutely terrific. Absolutely. Let's let's focus on that, John. What did you make of the game? Well, I made it the game that we ended up at Wembley. So that's all that mattered, as far as I was concerned. I mean, it was it's wonderful that we've been there. I mean, the last major trophy was fifty-four years ago. The last that we won, and we haven't done so yet, I know, the last domestic one that we won was 68 years ago. We haven't been to a Wembley Cup final since 1999, which is the old Shearer team, when ironically we played Manchester United, who were on the way to doing a treble then. They, they won the league, the Cup and the Champions League that season. Good mm. gracious me. Um, so, so it's terrific. I thought we started off at a blistering pace and we were going to blow them away. One up in four minutes, two up in 20-odd minutes. Uh, both the long staff, God bless them, delighted for him. Local lad makes good, local lad scores the two goals that put you to Wembley. He's never, ever, ever going to forget that. Uh, their goal sort of was like taking a pin to a balloon, wasn't it? It tricked the balloon and all of a sudden it was a different game from then on in. We went a bit flat. We went, it, I guess, having started the way we did and then have Pope concede for the first time in, what, 11 matches or whatever it was, um, it become a little bit of an anticlimax because we were still 3-1 up which meant we were there because there was only half a match to play when we got to the interval. And it wasn't our greatest performance after that, but we'd won. We were comfortable. They were never, never, as long as it's possible, 
going to do anything about that. It was like last night, wasn't it? Nottingham Forest will get credit for staying in the game for about 70 minutes at North North at Manchester United, but they mm. were 3-0 down and they end up losing the tie 5-0. Good night, end of conversation. And we got there which was magnificent. I mean, the start was unbelievable. Not only the, the the way we started with two goals, but the crowd and the atmosphere and the and the the scarf waving and the flags. It was a very very special occasion. I mean, two Newcastle legends in Shea Given and David Ginola were on the touchline, and that they had goosebumps with the sort of atmosphere it was at the end of the game when Newcastle United are celebrating, um, Shea Givens taking selfies on on the pitch because he wanted to remember being on the pitch doing the television job while Newcastle went to Wembley and he was taking selfies. I mean, uh, that shows what it meant to everybody connected with Newcastle. It's been absolutely fabulous, thoroughly deserved by this ownership this management and these lot of players and I, you know what i was chuffed that it was sean longstaff that scored the goals because so many outsiders of trying to say we are where we are third top champions league in a cup final because of money because of new owners it's as much because of players that were already there players like almiron players like Joe Linton, players like Shaw, players like Sean Longstaff. And we got to Wembley with the two goals scored by a kid who's not only a Geordie, but was already there. Not one, not a big money import. And that was terrific because this hasn't been about money. This has been about shrewd buying in the transfer market and lifting average players to unbelievable heights. Yeah. Malcolm. Yeah. Um... Did you see where Sean Longstaff started f f um, to score his goal? What about talking to Shearer? Uh, no, no, no. Um, no, fr fr from where Sean Longstaff was on the pitch. Oh, you mean where he ran from to get to get yes. scored? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the ball went out of the Newcastle box and out to the left wing. Sean Longstaff. He was on the edge of the six-yard box and he just set off. And there were others way ahead of him. Willock was ahead of him and, and, and a number of others. But he just kept running. And I thought it was absolutely remarkable. He could have eased up, say, at the halfway line and said, well, there's plenty forward. Um, but he didn't. He just kept steaming on. Um, and I... And I thought it was absolutely brilliant in the end, the goal that he scored. If you took the whole thing from one end of the pitch to the other. Um, and that kind of attitude, my word, um, it, 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 it brings a wealth um, to, to the team. It really does. I, I thought that Sean Longstaff, <laughs> it was lovely to see it all happen for him. But by heavens, I feel he deserved it really and truly deserved it. I think maybe maybe it's one of the things that made him run as much as that to get in the penalty area and finish, Malcolm, is that he'd, he'd phoned up uh, Alan Shearer before the game to, to ask Alan about scoring goals because he felt the one thing missing from his game was scoring goals. And he had a 20-minute, 20 25-minute conversation with Shearer 
which was just a talking about goal scoring. And then he went out in the semi-final and scored twice. And Shiva would yes. have said, Shiva would have said, you've got to get in the box. If it, most, most goals are scored from inside the penalty area. I know you scored from some bombers from outside, Malcolm. My job you did. But most goals are scored from inside the penalty area. And I'm sure yeah. part of Shiva's advice would not be, don't be afraid to shoot, which is always your advice. Um, but also get in the box, get in the box, get in the box and finish. Mm. And that's what he did twice. And um, I hope he speaks, I hope he gives Alan Shearer a ring before the final. I'm sure he will. <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, and, and, and it was advice that certainly didn't go wasted, I have to say. Um, but and, and yes, it just, just goes to show because um, Willock was way ahead of, um, of Sean. Um, but Sean, he just kept going. Just kept going, and uh, and 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 of course, um, by the time he got there, the situation was almost that he could. He, he he had a there was space waiting for him on the far post, and in he went and and tucked it in. Uh, and I thought, uh, you know, that, that this is a lad who, you know, let's not forget, he runs further in every single game he plays than any anybody else in the Premier League. And and so I, I thought he, he thoroughly deserved it all. This, but, this, uh, this is a guy who a year ago, Malcolm, his future looked to be almost certainly in the Championship it, with the John transfer did. away from Newcastle. And yes. he turned that round to be a regular in that midfield and then to get the two goals that put you to Wembley. So Absolutely. If, good for and, him. And an irony to it all, I suppose, is that it, I think at one stage for a while, it was thought that Matty, his younger brother, had more of a chance of making it at Newcastle than Sean did. Mm. But, um, but I think, though, that Eddie Howe, he's absolutely stuck with Sean. He really has. He stuck by him right the way through. And I still hear people um, criticising Sean um, for a, a, a bad pass or, or, or giving the ball away. Um, but what they've got to remember is that with him doing this huge yardage, he's getting more involved in the game than anybody else. He's always where the action is. Um, and, and so um, it, he will find that he gets more of the ball than anybody else, simply because of all that running that he does. And so the more ball you get, the more mistakes you make. You know, it's those who, who sort of shy away and keep out the way. Um, and they're the ones that don't, don't get caught um, uh, 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 making mistakes. Um, with regards to the game itself, um, Callum Wilson struggling to perform, John, isn't he? Oh, uh, frighteningly so. I mean, you know, you, you can tend to gloss over this or perhaps not look at the situation because overall Newcastle aren't losing and they are third top in the, in the League Cup final. So it's very easy to say what's wrong at Newcastle, answer nothing. But quite frankly, <laughs> and as we go into this match on Saturday with West Ham, 
and we might have had the adulation and the wonderment and the excitement of the League Cup temporarily finished because we've made Wembley. We might have had the excitement and anticipation of the transfer window closed off because it's gone and be returning to the bread and butter, which is the Premier League. But this is so vital to us. But we return to play West Ham, needing, in my opinion, to win no ifs and no buts. Because with three not-not draws, we've only taken six points out of the last 12 available. And that is not Champions League form. I'm not having to go at Newcastle. I'm just stating facts. You get spells like that in a season, but you've got to get out of them. And West Ham's got to, you know, after three not no draws, we don't need another draw at home on Saturday to a team of West Ham's calibre. Sure. You've and, got and to Joe, win. And yes. the situation to stick with the goal scoring, which is what you asked me, um, Steve, we will go into that match with our two top goal scorers, which are Miggy Almiron and Callum Wilson, on a completely dry spell, and the third front player will have come from the bench in the original games because I'm expecting Joe Linton to drop back into midfield to replace Bruno, who's suspended on Saturday. So the third front man is going to be either uh, San Maximum or Isaac or Gordon, or even Murphy, but it's going to be somebody new. So we're going to have three forwards that aren't goal-scoring at the moment. And when we look at Wilson, he has not scored from, since October the 29th, which is an incredible time, as Malcolm would tell you, for a centre-forward. And yes. Almiron has not scored in his last six and a half matches. His half match was the Cup tie, FA Cup tie at Sheffield Wednesday when he went on to begin this second half. Uh, so he's gone six and a half matches. Isn't looking like he's still busy, 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 but isn't looking like the goal scorer he was when he got nine in that first half of the season. And Wilson, as you said, Steve, is looking rusty. He's looking lethargic. He's not looking like the sharp, pacey striker that was running in behind defenders and causing chaos. Where is he? And the ball sticking like a magnet when it went up to him. None of that's happening now, and he's not looking like goals. And we've only got three matches before Wembley to change that situation up front and get Wilson and Almiron back as goal scorers. But also, boys, it's not just a matter like it would be if we're a mid-table team of getting our goal scorers right in the next three matches for Wembley, these it's an immediate problem. These three matches matter because we're trying to get in the Champions League. We have got to win, if we can, at home to West Ham, away to Bournemouth and at home to mm. Liverpool. We've got to win. Those nine points are absolutely crucial. And to do that, we've got to score goals. And yes, other people can weigh in, like Longstaff's just done, and etc., 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 but you need your centre-forward scoring. And at the moment, Callum Wilson is not just not scoring, he's not looking like it, is he? No, he's not. No, he's not getting on the end of stuff, is he, at all? Um, he's not threatening. Um, and uh, it, it, it's quite concerning for, for somebody who's a regular goal scorer to have such a lean spell. It's a long, long time um, to go. 
it, it used to happen to me once once a year, but it was called the summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, joking apart, though, it, yeah, it's it, it it's quite serious. And um, with the with the loss of of Bruno for three games, um, I something new has got to be tried. I think, and and I, I just feel that uh, that. Uh, Bring Isaac on, let him start, and play him just off of uh, 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 Wilson. Callum Wilson, and so that we're almost playing a, a two up front, and that I think that change would that would absolutely spark Callum Wilson back into life. Steve is a is a fan and a, a loyal fan, a regular fan for an awful long time, and. We, we are forced into a change up front anyway if we all accept that Joe Linton goes back into midfield to replace Bruno, and I'm not certain what else Eddie Howe can do. Apart from Elliot Anderson, and I don't think he'll do that. Start him, I mean, on, on Saturday. Uh, he might eventually do that, but perhaps not Saturday. So who would you make the third new man up front for West Ham, Steve? It's it's so difficult. I mean, is Isaac is Isaac going to be available, John? Because yeah, yes. I'm told that that is mm. the concussion wasn't concussion. It was a knock on the head, but he's now saying he's perfectly all right. So if we accept that that is so, your choice, I guess, is it's either San Maximum, Isaac, Gordon starting, or Murphy. That's we've got, your we've got a whole we've got a whole host of things here because prior to the prior to the semi final. I said to Malcolm that I felt that if Wilson didn't score on uh, Tuesday night, that how should look at bringing Isaac in. I genuinely felt that Isaac should come in. Um, obviously, Bruno's suspension creates this whole new issue. I, I think I think you're right. I think Joe Lintel will drop into the into the midfield. Um, I don't think he'll upset the apple cart with Wilson. I think he'll allow him to. I think he'll allow him to start again. I think there'll be there'll be concerns still over Isaac, despite him saying he's fine. They'll probably keep him on the bench again. I think ESM will come in. I think it'll be ESM given the opportunity because, you know, he's you know he, that he's, would be the that would be the automatic one. Is it just me in or or or? Forget what's his end product, which Malcolm, which is true, you know, how many goals, how many assists. Putting that to a side for one moment, I don't feel he's the bubbly person that he was. I mean, I know, for example, for a fact that, that Spurs have been into his ear about the possibility of him going, not particularly this window, but in the summer, to Tottenham. You keep getting Arsenal mentioned. You keep getting Milan mentioned. If if somebody's in your ear and you're not playing, when was his last start? Goodness gracious, it must be an eternity ago. And you're not playing regularly at Newcastle and you've been king, king number one in the past. It doesn't look... I know you didn't feel that quite, Steve, but it doesn't look in himself a happy bunny. Now, I know the obvious answer to that is if you're not starting, you won't be a happy bunny. But it doesn't necessarily show in your body language. I feel, you know, I look at Wilson and he doesn't look a happy bunny. I look at 
I look at, I, I don't mean that there's any problems in the dressing room. I just mean within yourself. And, you know, yeah. Sin Maximum, I look at, and he doesn't look quite the bubbly guy he was. I mean, I quite agree. He could well start, and he must be favourite to start. The favourite doesn't always win the race, of course, but he must be favourite to start on Saturday. But it doesn't look a, a, a happy bunny. Um, and, you know, we'll see. Because I think we all agree that the, the match is probably a bit too quick for Gordon to start. I don't think we would be talking about Gordon starting at all, apart from the fact that Bruno has got suspended and Joe Linton's moved back. So there's a position that's got to be filled out there. That position will eventually be filled by Gordon further down the line after he's back up to speed, etc., etc. He hasn't played a lot at Everton, so he needs to get back up to speed. And he will probably be introduced at some time against West Ham from the bench. But it, it's it's going to be interesting, that situation, because Eddie Howe would have just gone, same again, same again, with one, same again because he's very loyal and he's proved that time and time again. That, you know, we'll go with the same team, same team, same team, same team. But, of course, he can't go with the same team on Saturday now, so it's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah, what do you think, Malcolm? What do you expect to see at the weekend with uh, the West Ham visit? Yeah, <clears throat> um, I, I, I've run out of patience with St Maximin. I really have. Um, that uh, uh, He doesn't make goals, he doesn't score them. And... Uh, and he has so much of the ball, um, and yet he doesn't bring other players into the game. He um, and and he, he's he, he's a delight when you're playing against a side. He's a delight to be in the opposition because he he has so much of the ball, and actually it it, it just keeps running around taking people on, but he doesn't look to hurt the opposition. And so you want to play against those players all day long, all day long. Um, and so uh, it, 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 I've run out of patience with him. Um, and, and I think that we, we, need, we need more firepower. So Maximin isn't firepower at all. And so I would play... Um, I would play Isaac and just slightly change it up front so that uh, because uh, Callum Wilson is comfortable playing with his back to goal. Isaac so, um, wants to be facing goal all the while. And I think that they can work really well um, together on that. And it would be, uh, it would be quite fascinating to see um, how they actually uh uh, uh, can put a, a partnership together, um, and uh, and I don't think that that would because he's at, he, he's quite happy to drop off, and so he would, uh, and and I like what what John said with um, uh, that uh, uh, um, if uh, uh, Joe Linton if he drops off. Um, he drops off to fill in for Gutierrez, uh, sorry, Gutierrez, uh, for, for Bruno, um, that, uh, that what you'll find is that Isaac will drop off when the opposition has got the ball. He'll drop off into that Joe Linton original position. Um, and, and I think it would all work very well. You know, it needs some work on the training field 
for heaven's sake. But uh, but professionals, they know what they're up to. They, they, and, uh, and, 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 and a bit of work on the training ground and they'll have it organised for Saturday. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I would like to see Isaac start in that left-handed position as, as Malcolm would. I suspect we'll see some maximum start um, because I think Eddie I will go down that route. He's waited all this time. Let him start. Let's see what he can do. And if he doesn't do it, well, it's his fault. And if he does do it, that's great. We benefit. But uh, I would like to see Isaac. I think it'll be some maximum. But it, it's going to be fascinating. And I'm certain we'll probably see Gordon at some time in the, in the second half come on and get 20 sure. minutes for the atmosphere, etc. As long as the score's right at the time. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I mean, uh, but, well, I guess in any way you can make it right, Malcolm. You can bring him on because we're coasting it 2-0 and you can get the atmosphere. Or, sure. or you can bring him on because it's 1-1 one, one, or we're one down, we need a goal and he's yeah. a fresh yeah, base and give us all a lift. So you can justify it. You know as a manager, Malcolm, you've been there, done that. Absolutely, you can justify yeah. it any way you want. The time not to do it, though, is is when you're 1-0 up and, and, and hanging on by the skin of your teeth and you're getting absolutely pelted by the opposition who are looking for the equaliser. <clears throat> you know, that's that's the time you don't make um, uh, uh, loose changes. Yeah. OK, halfway through the short time for the ads. Big shout-out to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins, Telephone 0800 2545 253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky Sources, handmade in Cumbria. You can contact them at info at mrvickies.co.uk or by calling 01768 210102. Big thanks to Blowhole Brewery, a new beer company set up, brewed on the River Tyne blowholebrewery.co.uk and thanks to United Group Travel UK Coach Holidays based in Morpeth contact them on 01670 362 460 or 07957 141 654 Graham your driver Beverly answering your calls and looking after you on your tour thanks to qtechshop.co.uk the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wolves and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks to Media Arts for all the video content. If you want to subscribe to the channel, then hit the subscribe button underneath this video on the right-hand side. Click the thumb up to like the video, and click share to share to your social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and the rest. We also support the food bank on this channel. Click nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a virtual donation today. We've got a few events coming up over the next couple of weeks and months. Friday the 24th of February, Tyneside Irish Centre, and evening with Steve Howie. Tickets are available from nufcmatters.com at the reduced price of £15. An evening with Nobby Solano, entry only, £15. Entry with a signed print, £20. Book your tickets for that for the 25th of March at the Tyneside Irish Centre from nufcmatters.com. And an evening with Frank Clark, Thursday the 20th of April at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £15 for that as well. Book at nufcmatters.com. The Flash Gordon t-shirts are now available 
on the website, priced $19.99. Go to nufcmatters.com. And if you want to get a free car sticker, then email john at nufcmatters.com and he will post you one out. I'm just laughing. I recorded that thing after the match. <laughs> you can tell me voice is gone. Um, you can. You've been drinking out of a damp glass there, I think. I definitely <laughs> have. I had a couple of damp glasses on uh, Tuesday night after Malcolm <laughs> John, believe you me. Um, John, the transfer window uh, saw some ins and outs. Yeah. Uh, we've already talked about Anthony Gordon. I'm sure he will uh, you know, settle in well on the same side. Obviously, we signed uh, the young right back as well. But I tell you what, I've never seen before, John. And you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, a player getting sold, um, coming onto the pitch to say goodbye. Uh, other than Kevin Keegan in a testimonial game, um, I'm struggling to remember a player given the option of coming onto the pitch and waving goodbye and doing Absolutely. a walk around. Absolutely, absolutely. And and he came all the way back from Nottingham on the day. On the day, having done his transfer down there, he hmm. come all the way back from Nottingham. Um, to say his goodbyes, but Eddie, who was so loyal to the whole squad, and everything, haven't you found a couple of things about that night were surprising? It was hardly surprising the two boys went on before the game, and that was wonderful. But John Joe going on the pitch with his family at half time, uh, never seen that before, and also what went under the radar is Carl Darlow signed for Hull City. About six days ago, Newcastle signed the papers, Caldaro signed the papers, Hull City signed the papers, and then they were all held up so that he could sit on the subs bench at Southampton and then again at home, at home. And the match finished all over, roughly about 10. The the, the transfer deadline closed at 11 in Hull City, um, sent the paperwork over between 10 and 11 because if they'd sent it over before that, we would have fielded, albeit on the uh, on the bench, an illegal player because he would have been with Hull instead of with us. Yes. Isn't it amazing that they wanted him to be on the bench for those two games? I think it was to make him feel part of the, the, the run to Wembley because... Are, are, you sure there's, are you sure, John, that... Um, because uh, Dubravka, he's cup tied. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna go in the final without Dubravka and without yes Darlo because we're Carrius. gonna have the um, right now. Is Carrius is Carrius cup tied? No, no. Carrius will be on the Carrius bench. Carrius has got a new deal so that he can sit on the bench at Wembley. And really, he will be our cover goalkeeper on I the bench. I find that rather that's, strange. That's why he got the deal. That's the only reason why he got the well, deal. If they now, went if that's to... so, why couldn't he sit on the bench for the semi-final? Precisely. And why did they go to all those lengths over Darlow to delay that transfer when Carrius is there saying, well, what the hell's wrong with me? Mind, he'll be happy to be on the bench at Wembley and get a medal, never having taken part in the competition until that sure. day at all, and he will get a medal. Um, <laughs> but the interesting, I think it's all part of this togetherness thing with Eddie, whereby if you've been loyal to Newcastle, he will see you off with a wonderful quotes about saying how he didn't want you to go and all this sort of thing and what a great servant you've been. And he means him. I'm not meaning he's being hypocritical. But he wanted to give 
John Joe, after seven years up here, a platform to say goodbye and thank you very much so you'll go away with a warm feeling because naturally the crowd aren't going to heckle you. They're going to um, give you a thank you very much. And Darlow was part of that. He was in the photographs in the dressing room afterwards, you know, because we did do the usual winning photograph. We didn't do it at Southampton because it was only half time. We did it after the game here. And there's Darlow, etc., etc. So it was his sort of goodbye. And no doubt he's got a promise that he will get a medal um, because Newcastle will get 31 medals. And um, no doubt, I think Darlow will get a medal and Chris Wood will get a medal because they both mm -hmm. played in the very first game at Tranmere. Uh, Dubrovka, by the way, will get a medal off Manchester United. Only thing yes. to be decided is whether it's a winners or a losers, and that'll be decided by Newcastle United. What a quirky bit of fate yeah. that is. What's that all about? But and I want to know who Martin Dubrovka will be supporting on the 26th at, at, at Wembley. Will he be supporting Newcastle because he's been here all the time? Or will he be supporting Manchester United so his medal turns to gold instead of silver? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. uh, who, will Steve, who will Steve Bruce be supporting? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Luckily, he can't have an influence on the day. Whoever yes, yeah, is prepared right. to pay him the most money. Clubs. <laughs> it's two of clubs. I suspect he might be supporting Manchester United. Yeah, me too. He was there. He was there last night uh, at Manchester United. He wasn't at St James's Park, I don't think. Um, for I the, don't uh, think he was. For the semi-final, so I think that sums uh, sums them up uh, perfectly. Uh, when Man United get beaten in the final, Debravka will qualify for a losers' medal, says Chris. And Andy right. says one of my favourite tunes is "Primal Scream." Come together, be good to get that played at matches. Yeah, there was quite a quite a sing song afterwards as well. Uh, Newcastle's uh, DJ Rob Byron um, hammering out the tunes and uh, Shaq as well pre-match uh, doing a little bit uh, at the pitch side. It's uh, certainly culminated in a wonderful atmosphere, John. And and again, you've commented for many. Many, many years reported on Newcastle games for many many years you've you've been there through the highs and lows you've seen Newcastle win a trophy um you know how did that compare how did that compare oh, on the decibel levels I mean it was absolutely unbelievable I was sitting next to Malcolm in the press box and I turned to Malcolm before the kickoff and I said just look round to this ground big man look at the flags the scarves being waved in the air the atmosphere, and I said, and then look up there, and we looked up at Southampton, who had uh, taken the full oh, yeah. capacity. They were sitting in absolute silence. Obviously, they hadn't their own scoffs in the air mm -hmm. or anything. They were just stunned by what they were they were saying, and no doubt thinking to themselves, how on earth a goal down do we overcome this crowd in this team when we kick off in five minutes' time? Answer. Four minutes later, Longstaff scores and you don't overcome it because effectively that was the match finished. Um, it was the most... one I followed Newcastle uh, officially for the Chronicle since 1966. I have watched Newcastle uh, from being a schoolboy and watched them through three FA Cup final wins in five years at the beginning of the 50s. And I have never seen an atmosphere like we continuously have now with all the flags um, 
with all the adulation that has been released from the hell of the Ashley decade and a half, it's all come bubbling over to produce what only Geordies can produce. And war flags must not be forgotten in this because they've helped so much to create that atmosphere with the flags and getting them onto the terraces and, and the, the new owners agreeing to that sort of thing happening. You could never imagine that happening in Ashley's time, could you? Um, and it is one of the unique stadiums in the whole of world football now. I honestly believe that. And people like Henry Winter, who's a very good friend of mine, had travelled all over uh, the world with him at World Cup finals for 20-odd, 30-odd years, just come across and said, Gibbo, this, this place is just a different class and the supporters or just a different class. And the atmosphere is absolutely wonderful. And as Malcolm turned around and said to me, if you don't want to play for them, then you, you've got no blood in your veins because, um, you know, the atmosphere, you must... I mean, you must be as small as Kieran Trippier and think you're 10 foot tall. <laughs> I mean, little Kieran Trippier must think he's 10 foot tall because playing in front of them, at Skipper and Newcastle United in front of them and having the adulation they gave him... Uh, Wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And does my old heart the world of good? And I tell you what, we don't know who's going to win at Wembley. Yes, we do. It's going to be Newcastle. But we know who's going to win on the terraces. Newcastle United fans, the prawn sandwich brigade, don't have a chance against us on the terraces. <laughs> Let's hope it's the same on the pitch. Malcolm, you've uh, you know you've played in front of the supporters. I mean, you you, you often tell that. Uh... You know that story about you know your, your debut uh, at home when you know Newcastle fans suddenly started singing uh, your name to the tune of a famous musical. But from from your perspective, you know again just as an observer, you know how special is the atmosphere at St James's Park at this moment in time with with you know the takeover with Eddie Howe's team playing so well and now with the Wembley Cup final. Well, it it really lifts players and i think you could see that you know the way that newcastle got off to such a, a really brisk early start um got a goal in the fourth minute um and 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 this is all relayed to the atmosphere that's being created to whilst newcastle are in the dressing room when they come down the tunnel when they come out and then it just explodes in your ear and uh and, and then uh, you you have the you have the kickoff and the noise that that brings, um, and then and then just a few minutes later a goal goes in and the whole stadium was absolutely rocking throughout all of that, um, and it's uh, and 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 I really do feel that and war flags certainly help in this because it sort of it it it, it really gets people. Um, involving themselves in the whole thing. You know, there's nobody sitting there quietly anymore. Um, and, uh, and and it's absolutely marvellous. The, the thing that surprised me, and it really did surprise me, so Newcastle, they've got a goal up, then they've gone 2-0 up, thanks to uh, to young Sean. And, and that's 3-0 up on aggregate. And then they started to lose it. They, they didn't seem to me as if there, there was that confidence that they had had in the in the opening twenty minutes, um, and 
And I thought, oh, come on now, let's let's get this going. And and Southampton somewhat um, took over the game to a degree. And the second and, and it continued into the second half. And I was really surprised at that. You know, at, you, uh, 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 that Newcastle were in this situation of being 3-0 up. Get the ball and just knock it about, for heaven's sake. And instead, it was Southampton who were turning the tables and doing it to Newcastle. And I, and I, I just happened to think... That it's that uh, um, a, a video of that game, it, go, if it goes to Old Trafford, and the manager says, "Right, I want you to watch that ninety minutes of Newcastle." That wouldn't bother Manchester United much at all, I don't think. It really wouldn't, and I and I was disappointed in that. Um, there's experienced players out there with Newcastle. And they, they weren't saying, hey, come on, let's let's get organised. Let's just get knocking the ball around. And they seemed to be uh, almost almost running scared. I, and I don't know why. They, they got all nervy. And yet, the, um, and yet they were actually three goals up. Yeah, I think we should send the video down to Manchester United, let them look at it and let them get complacent and then <laughs> roger them completely for an hour and a half on the day at Wembley. Come yeah. on, that'll do for me. That, I, I see what you're saying, cool. John. Yes, I do understand. But <laughs> but um, but you, you, you don't want to look for ways to... Uh, uh, fill Man United with confidence for heaven's sake you want them going out there a bit scared um, and and the performance down at Southampton that would scare uh, Man United the performance um, in the last hour and ten minutes at St James Park wouldn't frighten anybody no, definitely not. Newcastle didn't play, um, you know, to the to the highest standards. I don't think they have played as as well since you know since the World Cup break. I've got to be perfectly honest. But they're getting results. Mm. They've got the World yeah. Cup final, yeah. and, and that's the trick when you're a you know when you're a big team um, is winning winning games, John. Sure. When you're not playing and, and well, we, oh, and I think Steve, there's, we have... there's no doubt about that because you cannot play. Brazil, the greatest side ever saw was 1970, Brazil side, uh, led by Pele that won the World Cup in Mexico. Gisinho. Even then, you cannot play to your full capacity game after game after game after game after game after game after game. It doesn't happen that way. Sometimes, you, and I'm not meaning this happened on Tuesday, but sometimes you've got to bite the bullet and, 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 and fight your way through a game and say, it's not our day, we're not flowing, etc., etc., but we're going to get there. The bottom line of good teams is when they can put their record for the season up in front of your face and say, that's what we're all about. And our record shows one defeat in 20 Premier League games, mm -hmm. third top of the table, and in the final if the League Cup. And that'll do for me, you know, because a year ago, we were third bottom, not in any Cup finals, and heading the other way to the way we're heading now. So I'm just happy for what we are. Yes, we'll always find something we want to improve, like the performances, Malcolm says, in the second half on Tuesday night, like getting 
Almiron and Wilson back to scoring goals. But you know what? I mean, if at the end of the game at Wembley, we've won 2-1 and Almiron and Wilson haven't scored, I'll still be happy, you know, because I'll be bringing that cup back to Geordieland and every time I need a little bit of inspiration, going down the ground and having a little look at it. Um, so results are the first thing that's important. Performance is second, etc., 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 etc. But results, this is a results game and, and yeah. results are all important. And this season, results are going well, undisputable. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Of course, Newcastle take on West Ham this coming weekend, uh, Saturday, uh, 5.30 start. Once again, the match is live on Sky and once again, it's a total sellout. Uh, the postponement of our visit to the London Stadium in September, of course, means that West Ham are the only team that we've not faced in the Premier League this season. Uh, team news, well, it's a little early for that, but we know that Anthony Gordon's in line for a debut. Harrison Ashby may be involved against his former club as well. Uh, Matt Target and Javier Manquillo are both sidelined and Bruno begins his three-match suspension. Supermac will be at the Dog and Parrot uh, around about 3.30, uh, getting back around about 8 o'clock. And Gibbo, I believe you've got John Anderson uh, down at Pumphreys around about the same time. Yeah, that's right. Good stuff down at Pumphreys as well. So uh, West Ham, um, early team news. Well, Cornier, Zuma, um, Skamaka and Ings are all out. Uh, Mikhail Antonio uh, will be leading the forward line, we would imagine, for West Ham. Uh, he didn't manage to secure a move out of West Ham in the January window. Uh, on Monday, West Ham uh, won 2-0 at Derby County in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, on the road this season, well, they've just won five Premier League points out of a possible 30 uh, thanks to a victory at Aston Villa and draws at Southampton and Leeds. Uh, the six goals, actually, that the net in those 10 games is level with Wolves and Everton, with only Forrest registering less with a measly three. Two of West Ham, six came from the penalty spot. Referee at the weekend is going to be Peter Banks, uh, which is his second Newcastle United fixture of the season. He was in charge in the 1-1 draw at Wolves back in August. And on VAR is Neil Swarbrick. Uh, for those of you travelling up uh, to uh, Newcastle on uh, the train, engineering works as usual between York and Newcastle. means that rail replacement bus services will operate, serving in immediate stations. And a reduced service will still run from Newcastle to King's Cross but via the Durham coast route, adding to journey time. So make sure you take that into consideration. Uh, thanks to MUFC.com for all of that info. So, John, West Ham in town, back to Premier League action. Um, you often wonder as well, with, with, with a cup final on the horizon, and this one isn't too far away, only three weeks away, do players, does that, does that play in players' minds a little bit as well? They don't want to miss a cup final. I think it will have done in the past. I don't think it will do under Eddie Howe. And under the current bunch of players we've got, I think it only, only comes in their mind when it's too late, if they're already injured or they're already suspended or whatever. It's going to be interesting because we we will miss Bruno. Of that, there is absolutely no question because the heartbeat of the, club, of the team is in midfield, it's got to be linking back to front, and he is very much that. West Ham, it's been staggering what's happened to them because last season they finished seventh top, 
They were in the Europa League semi-finals and they're now in a relegation fight and they bought in the yeah. summer quite, quite extensively. <coughs> they bought, they've bought, for example, three centre-forwards, all of whom uh, are injured at the moment and out of the side. And then a huge relegation fight. Moyes desperately needs points. Uh, the only thing that's good news from their point of view, Antonio seems to have got his head unscrambled. <coughs> he was a bit carried away by he might get a transfer in the window. That's gone and he scored in the cup as a consequence. Jared Bowen has got himself back on the goal sheet and got rid of the disappointment of not going to World Cup. They've got Declan Rice, who's in his last hurrah at West Ham before he gets a Champion League club in the summer. It is going to be difficult, particularly difficult without Bruno, particularly difficult because we've got to find regular goal scorers again. And I'm just praying that uh, Almiron and Wilson will find the inspiration in this game. Um, I'm taking us to win. Pope haven't lost his, his, his record of uh, successive clean sheets. And I know he's still got his Premier League record to go. But I... I've just got a feeling they might score, but we'll win 2-1. And if it's another 2-1, the same as in midweek, which is what the second leg was, I'll accept that. But I think Newcastle will win. and I, But I think it'll be difficult because Bruno's not there and we need goals. I think it'll be a matter of getting your, your shoulder to the wheel and getting through the hour, hour and a half and getting the points. Because as I said... Six points out. The last 12 is not Champions League form. We need three in this game. Absolutely no doubt. Uh, a draw would be a poor result. Not as bad as a defeat, but would be a poor result. I'm taking Newcastle to win by a single goal. OK, Amalgam, it is a big game. Uh, Newcastle, of course, want to, you know, to keep the momentum in the league now, uh, now that they've secured a place in the cup final. How do you see it going? Well, I... I... I think that uh, Eddie Howe will be putting the emphasis on people getting forward and scoring goals. Um, uh, and uh, the, de the defence talks for itself. Um, they've, they've got the most incredible record this season. That it's, it's, the, it's the best goals against record in, in, in the country. And, uh, uh, and, and they look absolutely supreme. Um, and, and so... All the efforts have got to be put in with regards to sticking the ball in the net. Um, and I'd be, I'd be working um, long hours with, with, with both Callum Wilson and with Almiron. But also, I, I've, I think that Isaac, he has looked coming on, he, he, he's looked absolutely terrific. Big, strong, um, very pacey. I think I think there's a quickness that we haven't fully seen yet to him. Um, and he'll get and he gets into the area and he scores goals. Um, uh, and I'll be working there. Um, Anthony Gordon, he'll be wanting to show everybody what he's capable of as well. Or, albeit his stats aren't that good. So I, I I'm looking for him to prove himself. Uh, um, more than his stats suggest, um, uh, uh, and uh, and also it's great that Sean um, Longstaff got forward as he did, um, and, and the, the midfield it 
they were there was a lot of bodies getting into into the Southampton boxes, all to be all to be worked on. I think um, so, so that uh, so that the, the finishing becomes more finite than that it is at the moment. Um, against West Ham, um, it, it, they, they've got one really serious player, I suppose, in Declan Rice. Um, but otherwise, it, it's been an almighty fall, considering that, uh, they, that they were in Europe and, and have just suddenly lost all form um, over a summer and, and have started this season dreadfully and, and have, have kept that awful form going. Um, I, I would hope to see uh, more goals than John suggests. So I'm going to... I'm going to go for 3-0. 3 nil for me, big man. Aye, interesting. Well, I'll tell you what else is interesting. Tomorrow, Malcolm, believe it or not, is actually our third birthday in UFC Matters, third birthday. And the first show, I've just stuck it in the chat there for people to sit and watch. I loaded it. I found it the other day. The first show was actually a prototype me and Malcolm sitting at a laptop in my office. Malcolm, do you remember that? I do indeed, yes. <laughs> and it was 2019 um, when, when, when the show started. So, yes, that, I mean, and we didn't continue. We, we, we did it as a little bit of a prototype to see what it was like. Uh, but I've also found a few of the ones w- which we did in my kitchen, gentlemen. So I'm going to load them as well over the next few yeah, weeks. That's I right. remember that. Yeah, yes. So, uh, happy birthday to you and happy birthday to us. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Well, I, I, and we need a, we need three points at the weekend to celebrate. So I'm I'm going to go for a, a convincing two nil win. Um, I think Newcastle will win, and I think it'll be a two nil win at the weekend. So that'd be great. Well, lads, great as always to share an hour with you. Look forward to seeing you again next week, and uh, obviously I'll see you at the weekend for the match, Malcolm. Take care, guys. Certainly will yes. And, Take care. Uh, Keep the faith, boys. Keep yeah, the faith. Let, let's go and give the hammers a hammering, eh? Thank you.